video podcast. <laughs> Who better? I'm your king of bad taste. <laughs> well, kiddies, with that, here's your host to put a bad taste in your mouth. <laughs> Welcome back to episode 245 of the Bad Taste Video Podcast. I'm Mike. I'm here with my hell gimp homeboy, (laughs) Mr. Grizz. And we're back with another shot on video banger, my dude. Banger. I wish I had a one of those buttons you can push where it's like banger. That's like a great audio effect that we need specific to our podcast. Yeah, I'm, I'm pumped about this week. We're watching the uh, 1993 straight-to-video, shot-on-video, um, kind of like an all-star cast, not cast, but like an all-star crew, crew. Yeah, of yeah. early to mid-90s movies. Uh, we watched The Witching, not to be confused with like the six other movies that have the same name. Uh, this one is quite different than all the others. Uh, but before we get into this movie, my man, you got? what's up? What's up, man? How you been? You been all right? You know, uh, oh, dude, I'm I'm doing good, man. I'm like really chill, like which is you know it's it's the typical, but like life in general for me has gotten pretty chill recently. I feel like a, a lot of stress has come Very off good. of me, man. So I'm feeling pretty good, you know. I, uh, I like that. Yeah, for a while I was I was, you know, I was feeling pretty crazy. You know, work was getting the best of me. You know, life, you know, sometimes life gets the better of you. You know, man. So everybody yeah. out there, sometimes life gets the better of you. I wish we had like one of those sponsors, like those people who have like the fucking like better uh, help. Or better help like yeah, better help. Motherfucker, hit us up. It's been a great spot yeah. for me to fucking be like, sometimes you need to talk to somebody. Call these motherfuckers. But if you don't, go fuck yourself. I don't know. Or take a blue I, We don't have a sponsor. And just, yeah. and just rub <laughs> just it out. Get a giant boner and say, fuck it, right? Either way, you're going to feel better it. afterwards. That's that's the key. <laughs> See, we do. We're, uh, honestly. We we're like we're primo sponsor material. Like we could we could sell. I could sell all day, baby. Come on, give me give me some blue chew. I will talk about hard dicks twenty four seven. Twenty four seven. All day. <laughs> so so Grizz, we don't really talk about new movies too much, but I just recently watched that movie with Batista, Knock at the Cabin, dude. M Night Shyamalan. Mr. Fucking the Village, the Sixth Sense, yes, signs himself. I'm not a big fan of him, of his movies. I mean, I don't know him personally. Maybe he's a fucking great guy. I don't know. I it, it, more so, I'm not a fan of his movies. F- some of them. The first time I saw Signs, I was like, this is pretty cool, you know. Although Water, I'm like, what the fuck is that? Like Water well, they being might be the like weakness. A- Maybe they're like ammonia based or some shit like that. I don't know. That was the only thing. I mean, but honestly, the first time you see that alien in science, it's fucking it's creepy, right? It's shocking. Yeah. shocking. Jarring, yeah, yeah. I guess you could say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like, other um, than that, I mean, his movies sometimes. Oh, didn't he do that one with the fucking hamburger guy? Was it, didn't he do Unbreakable? The fucking Bruce Willis, like, superhero, he but probably, not really superhero yeah, movie. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. That seems sick. like something like his. But he did that one with the hamburger guy, too. The fucking uh, Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. With the plants, uh, we're talking to each other. 
Dude, that yeah, was that was wild. a pretty good. That was that, that was, was a good, good movie one. too. I fuck with that. The happening is that so, what it's called? Yes, yes. Yeah, there yeah, we yeah, go. Yeah. That's it. So uh, knock at the cabin, dude. Right. Uh, I gotta say, it's not really like a horror movie. Like, there's violence in it. It's not a horror movie. No, no. It's but, it's it's a cool scenario movie, right? Dude, it's a sick drama. Bottom line. Yeah. Suspenseful drama. Awesome. Well acted. Everybody in it is fucking awesome. Batista is a fucking is the best actor to come out of wrestling i don't give a fuck i was just gonna about? say that I, and and for me it's weird because like i never i stopped watching wrestling well before like batista entered the wwf and shit like that i have like yeah. no real reference of like him as a wrestler i knew who he yeah. was as a wrestler but then like so when I heard he was doing movies, obviously my frame of reference is like, oh, so this is going to be like every other, you know, yep. dub. I mean, The Rock is decent. You know, he's, he's kind of breaking away from that. He mold. plays The Rock. He plays The Rock in, in every, every movie. A hundred percent. Yeah, that's the character. Uh, but dude, I saw him for like, this is the first time I've seen this fucking dude act was this movie. And I was shooketh. I was like, this dude's a fucking oh. thespian. I was like, this dude's an this actual is- fucking actor. And he's a stud. Oh, and he's a monster. He's a fucking... I mean, the way... I can't even believe his his neck fit into the collars of some of those shirts that he was fucking wearing in these movies, dude. He's a fucking ox. When he, like, first shows up and he's talking to the little girl outside, he's like, I like to catch grasshoppers, too. (laughs) And, like, just, like, the way he's speaking to, like, this girl, it's like, you expect... Because, like, every movie that we watch, when something like that happens, it's like, no, it's not good. Oh right? yeah, like like the guy's like gonna abduct the girl or like do something fucked up. But like he's legitimately trying to. He's like, those aren't those aren't my friends. Those are just people I work with. Because like he knows they're like, he's he's like a second grade teacher, right? That's like the whole thing. <laughs> One of the coolest scenarios of any of that dude's movies, I think by far. Like I said, I, I went into it thinking it was a horror movie, also, yeah, and uh, was surprised, not in a bad way, that it wasn't. Because like all throughout it, I'm waiting for it to get like you know real it gets dark in some in some yeah, aspects it's gonna you know? really start but like i think it's gonna get crazy, yeah but. exactly and i'm th- and like and so like when i see scenes like him coming up to the girl and shit i'm thinking okay like here we go this is building to something ominous because yeah, like boy. Th- this this is big boy being super nice is just like a juxtaposition of like what we think this character should be and like how he's acting it's very strange but dude like I, I, that dude has to be like the, the coolest person to children ever because like just the way he was like talking to that girl was so authentic i was like what a gentle fucking giant this fucking guy is yeah yeah i really i you know we we don't talk about movies like that very often but i would say a hundred percent everybody go and watch it it's on uh peacock so if you're that's why i watch you're a wwe fan and you got the network and all that um there you go that's a good setup uh to also speak about wrestlemania weekend I know you don't follow the E too much anymore, I, uh, but will you watch just because it's WrestleMania? Listen, I, just because I don't physically watch the WWE or AEW, I could probably tell you what's going on more than people who watch AEW and yeah, WWE. You're, you're aware. You're Only aware because up. I'm a diehard Call to Coronet fan, and I get the breakdown yeah, so you're every, the every week of, what's week up. Yeah. of what happens. And I get a, a, a very unbiased, let <laughs> I tell you now, a few things. But me and his uh, views align very well, I'll tell you that much. But uh, no, I, I have like, I know 
all the main things that are building up to WWE. I, I am interested in, you know, obviously I believe Cody Rose will be taking home the gold. I think it would be stupid if they didn't do that for the build that they yeah, had for be it. Kinda, that'd you know? be kind of dumb. If, if he didn't win the belts, well, this is my prediction for the weekend. Um, the Usos are going to lose the belts to Kevin S- Owens and Sami Zayn. Yeah. And Roman Reigns are, is going to lose to Cody Rhodes. So then they have no belts, and this will like cause a, like a bigger issue in the bloodline. Yeah, I right? see the bloodline like, deteriorating after WWE or after WrestleMania. Uh, I think that, uh, I mean, Reigns, he needs a fucking break, dude. I see that dude going away for a while, for sure. See, but like he... I like he doesn't wrestle weekly and most sometimes like he's not really even on the show half the time either. It's a good point. I think he just I think the break is more so like just overexposed. Not overexposed, but like just like people are like, all right, like on to the next, like is, the John Cena thing. Is there any like it, it's so crazy to me to think of like the amounts of reaction and build that like Sami Zayn has got over this past year. You know, going from, you know, wrestling fucking Johnny Knoxville and shit like that yeah, to like, like well, I, well, that was, that wasn't because he was bad. No, I that know that. That was because they were like, no, like we trust we you. We trust you. Like, yeah. A hundred percent. But in the, in the, in the eyes of the general public, it's a goof match. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's not comedy match. Yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. Where dude, to think that like where he is now, like the dude gets the biggest pops of the night majority of the time like and it's not even you know he's a decent he's a solid fucking wrestler he's an awesome wrestler man yeah oh no like 100 percent. i know his size i think you know is is one of the things that looks a little off in comparison to some of the people that he's with now in the big boy class so like you know i mean he's still like a bigger guy but i'm i think that his personality outshines even his yeah. wrestling, dude. He he yeah. is such a fucking likable guy. Like He's I'm a, a I'm man. a spiteful, hateful fucking human being. I don't like most things or people. And I fucking love Sami Zayn, dude. He's a great dude. Like I fucking There's no reason to not like him. Right? At this like point. what the fuck? <laughs> and he's like also like I ain't going to those fucking Saudi Arabia shows. No, he's yeah. like, I ain't going. Fuck yeah. you. And he doesn't go. And he doesn't take the huge big money payout that they all get to do it. So you know, do you think that? You think fucking Brock's butt hurt in his position this year in the fucking mania? I, dude, it looks like he's in like he doesn't mind doing this shit. It looks he, like he just fucking he's goes such gets a his big paycheck, paycheck and yep, that's yeah, it, dude. And that's it. You know, to, what can you what can you say? The guy's fucking he's up there now. He's not twenty something years old. You think he gives a fuck? This guy can show up fucking a handful of dates, wrestle a couple matches for who whoever. Cash a few million. And that's it. You don't got to work for the rest yeah. of the year. You're good. You She's know? a genius. He's still married to Sable. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah what, is, yeah. what is he worried about? He doesn't give a fuck. Well, not even that. It's like, it's like either that or you go get your face pounded to mush in the UFC. Oh, yeah. He's done with and, it. He don't give a Why would he do that? It, yeah. Well, yeah. He would stand no chance against these guys now. Like, nah, these dudes are fucking... You know, when you take years off, it's uh, it's, it's not like uh, yeah, it's not like other sports. Like any, uh, you lose something. Any big predictions as far as like celebrity? Not yeah, maybe celebrities, but uh, as far as like previous superstars, as the WWE would say, coming um, back. I've heard some rumors. I've heard some uh, some names. I've heard, I've heard Taker being thrown out there. Oh my God! Please no. If he does, don't he's just him. gonna show up and come out. Don't hurt like, him. He's not gonna. 
Please yeah. don't hurt Taker. Okay. Uh, no, no, no. You could now. I'm kind of sick of him at this <laughs> no. point. Keep that shit to yourself. It's, it's I, you know, all bullshit aside, don't, please don't hurt Taker. I, I, mean, <laughs> I have such a soft spot in my heart for that motherfucker from just my, my childhood and, and bringing me into the dark side. He's, he's, the, he's the fucking man. Um, but I've also, obviously, you know, there's more talk of Austin coming back again this year for for whatever. I don't know what he would do again, but I don't. I think after last year, I'm... He'll come out. He'll come out and give like the Miz a stunner or something like that. Yeah, I'm okay with that. You know, fuck the Miz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey man, he's that's another guy that like I hated for years, and then it's like you know what? I get it now. Like I get it now. You know, it's and this is the thing about you know this being WrestleMania and everything like that, and it's it's such a weird timing because of the big the sale, you know, potential sale that's happening, and you know what the ridiculous asking price of nine billion dollars that i i know it's fucking crazy but that just also makes me feel like he's shooting for saudi arabia for sure with that kind of that kind of money that's who else is going to be able to buy it besides a conglomerate of fucking people but he's gonna they're going all out right anyone they can bring back anybody they can show off anything they can do to get all eyes on them to say look at the numbers we produce look at the the buzz that we fucking created for potential buyers to really dig into those pocketbooks. I think that's why this year is going to be a spectacle, dude. They're going to dig up Hulk Hogan's hairline for this year. Break out that tan thermos motherfucker. It's WrestleMania yeah. season. Oh my God. It ain't no thermos, bro. Thermos like is what it's. Yeah, we all saw it. We all saw it. So Grizz. Let's let's get on topic. Speaking this week, of thermos like 1993's The Witching. Um holy shit, this has like an all-star uh crew of people. You got Bookwalter doing editing, you got Todd Sheets doing the producing, and Matthew Jason Walsh doing the writing and directing. Yes. And the music, because like there's reused shit from like uh City of the Vampire. Uh yeah, City of the Vampire yeah, in this. And it's like it's funny, you uh you schooled me a little bit before our, our episode. Cause I yeah, was like, Yeah, Michael, tell me something, sir. I said the IMDB says that this was directed by a Matthew Jason Walsh, which I have told the people last week. But that is not the case because on the movie it is not listed as such as the director. And you told me that he actually went under the name, I believe, Eric Black. We saw a pseudonym. That is that his. Yeah. Why didn't he want his name associated with this? It's fucking. It's cool. It's good, but it's it's, it's it's probably his weakest movie, dude, for sure. But like, I never saw him as like a fucking director. No, I saw him yeah, as like yeah. the music guy. You know right. what I mean? Like in the actor. Like the actor I like him as an dude. actor. That's where I really was like, this dude's awesome. Like him in yeah. fucking City of the Vampire. I, I'm just or Kingdom, Kingdom of the, of the Vampire. Vampire. Yeah, Kingdom of the Vampire. I'm just like, dude, this is this dude fucking rules. His bedroom was cool. <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> Um, but this one has some people from some other Todd Sheets movies. Um, I didn't really recognize anybody, but now I'm going to have to fucking go back and, and look, I think at, uh, what was his name? What's the guy's, the main, the main dude's name is, uh, Morris, right? No, Stuart Goodman. Yeah. Yeah. He's the the main guy. And he's a long descendant of some other fucking Goodman man. Who, uh, Goodman Benny, where they have to keep making the fucking uh, joke. Uh, do you mean Benny Goodman? 
Oh yeah, but that's the, uh, <laughs> but yeah, he's a, a long descendant of this guy who was a a witch hunter from back in the day who uh, you know put a sp- curse or he bound these witches to fucking hell or something, something of that effect. Yeah, he he bound the witch. Oh, first of all, um, we're not even going to attempt to find a trailer for this movie. That's to be honest, so so we're just getting right into it. Um, the witch in this movie, her name is where is it? Morgana of Oberon. <laughs> right? Of course, yeah, yeah, for sure. It. it it cracks me up because they keep making Star Wars references, and when the guy says the name, it sounds like he says uh, uh, Organa of Alderaan. It does sound is, like Alderaan a ton is, in this movie, dude. And and uh, Princess Leia is Princess Leia Organa. Uh, so I was like, oh, is that like a Star Wars fucking callback or some shit? These fucking nerds. These goddamn nerds. Know, man. But it's, uh, you know, it's basically this movie kind of revolves around uh, Stuart Goodman and his completely fucking annoying sidekick, Morris. Dude, I can't stand this fucking guy. Hey, man, Stuart is kind of a dick. Stuart's not really a likable guy in this movie. <laughs> no, I mean, especially as a friend. He's not a very good friend at all. Um, but he's like very just moody and like just, I mean, I get it too if like, you know, I opened up a portal to a witch's dimension in my refrigerator i'd be fucking a little bit moody too but even before that he's just kind of a dick he's very but dude okay i had to stop because now i have to put myself in Stuart goodman's shoes and if i had to deal with that motherfucker morris and that bullshit wannabe bobcat goldthwaite fucking act that he's putting on i i would be a complete asshole i i would be like openly dickish to that dude all fucking day yeah but but i think it's supposed to be like he's got some sort of disorder man it's really just supposed to be like a nerd no i feel like he's he's legitimately just like trying to pull a bobcat goldweight fucking impression off and it's like (laughs) yeah he's supposed to be like a nerdy guy or whatever but that's the that's the route he's taking for some odd choice maybe somebody was like dude you do a great impression of that guy he's like i'm gonna do it in a fucking movie then and like this is the outcome but not a a strong choice for that character in my opinion yeah so basically this whole movie is this guy finds a book in the basement of his house that does not look like a house that was built in the 1700s um and like a moron, he reads the passage 300 years after the day it was written and unleashes a witch that was basically held captive there by his great, 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 great grandfather. And now they have to banish her back to hell before she completes the Pazuzu. Fucking Uh, it's like the Pazuzu fucking lamentation or something like that pair of fucking I don't know some kind of some kind of Pazuzu thing that she's she's building and she needs like meat that's not meat and like virgin's blood what was something else too there's like three drops of virgin's blood and a clock that something that it like it ticks but doesn't tell time or something like that I love Which how the I meat like that. that's not meat ended up being a fucking hot dog. <laughs> yeah, and I like that the thing that's like it it it's like <laughs> what is it? It like it oh, something that what was it? 
something that ticks but doesn't tell time or something like that and it ended up being the pacemaker and the grandma's oh, chest. Oh, the grandma's chest. Yeah, dude. There's a lot of... On the, it, was, it took me till the second watch where I realized what they were fucking talking about. I was like, oh, yeah, that. Yeah. Well, yeah. okay. We should also say... <laughs> I, I do. I love, you know, these movies, these low-budget, you know, Todd Sheets, fucking a lot of Book Walter stuff. They're, they're awesome. This one is particularly very... Almost no budget, I would say. Uh, like, like the, the it's very, very like homegrown. So I could see how a lot of people would probably be kind of turned off by this movie. It it it, it takes it's you like to like City of the Vampire, City of the Vampires level. Yeah, you really got to pay attention. Like, you really have to want to watch this movie to like stay connected with it because it's very easy to like just turn off from it because of the quality. Uh, but if you stay with it, there's a lot to fucking love about this movie and really enjoy. Um, I, it's 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 crazy because it starts off too with like such a great like metal soundtrack. So I, I'm, I was yeah. already kind of like drawn in by that aspect of it. <clears throat> but then like the story is kind of like like I even said to you, it's very like Evil Dead knockoffish in a way. But it, it, it takes its own turns with like the whole witch thing going on uh I, I think it has such great potential only taken away a little bit by the uh the amateurness of it at times including with like the acting that main character dude he's a tough watch right out of everybody yeah. i think he's the worst yeah um do you think him reading from the book was really him reading or was that acting Oh man, like, he could he like could barely fucking read, like he's barely literate. Yeah, he that and that scene was tough too, and and like they were really going for like jokes within that scene too, and I think that his delivery just fucking ruined it. To be yeah. honest with you, yeah. Um, well, they even say in that scene he does the Klaatu Verata Nikto Bing Bang. Oh, yeah, he they say the fucking Evil Dead oh. words in there and shit, but he you know does like a bunch of extra shit also. Uh, it, I, I do appreciate that this is just a goofy fucking movie, though, too. Like, they knew they weren't going to be able to, like, you know, make probably the movie they originally envisioned making being this really serious, like, witch fucking... Because this movie does have some depth to the story, like the different characters and shit like that. The witch has a bunch of, like, minions. There's a fucking good witch that comes. So there's a lot, actually, to the story. But... You know, the the budgetary restraints and stuff like that. I think they were just like, you know, let's go comedy. Let's really lay into that. And I'm glad they did because it, it plays really well uh, with the quality of the film. Yeah. It has a very similar vibe to The Sandman, which is another uh, yeah, 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 yeah. movie. That is a good, uh, um, a good representation of the same kind similar, of comedy. Yeah. Similar comedy. Similar feel like how the movie looks. And everything like the more I think about it, the more it's like this is kind of like a Sandman type thing where if this was like an anthology movie, I could see this being like the second movie or the first movie. Oh, you yeah, yeah, I mean? yeah. And almost, you know, it'd be almost a cool way to do it to shrink those movies down. I mean, this is only an hour long, um, but, you know, with some very easy editing and taking some things out that wouldn't really affect the story that much. Um, you could you could put this on an anthology and I think it would be a great, you know, even 20 minute you know 25 minute story that would be fucking awesome front to back yeah uh as long as they don't take away the lines such as uh i should be vomiting blood in a pay-to-use bathroom right now 
Because he was missing the Blacktooth concert. That's why he was so pissed yeah. off. Because he had to fucking yeah, stay home and watch Grandma. Tooth. Yeah, yeah. I because like, dude, his, what was it like? His, his parents were going to see like a Vita. Yeah. Like, something like, that, something like, like some some random Yanni or something. That's great. It's like, oh, don't use the microwave uh, while grandma's in the kitchen. It'll fuck up her pacemaker. One of oh, one of my favorite like uh ongoing gags in the movie too is grandma's dog. Dude, how Oh my god. Fucking stupid is this dead dog that like Yeah, the, the dog is dead. 100%. But like the family doesn't want to say anything because they don't want to upset her. And she's just like feeding it and like trying to do all the shit with it. That was a gag that I could I could fucking watch a million times over and always laugh at. Yeah, that was pretty funny, especially when like the hell minion is like eating it and she just like steps on its head. <laughs> she's like, oh come on, you oh you got fleas? Let me give you a bath, and then like she just crunches the thing's head. So the the story basically, you know, from where we, we were just talking, where you know he brings this witch back, who's putting together the uh, Pazuzu configuration. That's what it is—the uh, Pazuzu configuration. Yeah. And uh, so when she does this, you know, it's gonna basically bring upon the end of the world and all this shit. Um, so she's she has like you know Mike just said these minions and stuff that are pretty cool. It's like kind of like a bebop and rock steady kind of fucking vibe. One of them is one of them is Todd Sheets. Is it really? That's hilarious. I could totally. I, I actually, I can already tell you which one it was. That's fucked. Fucking funny as fuck. Um, but you know, in this mayhem, this other good witch. What was she like? The was it was daughter, it her, the stepdaughter? Yeah, the stepdaughter of the the evil witch comes to fucking Stuart and is like Bethany, I believe. Yeah, Bethany. Yeah, and she's like this fucking you know typical like eighties looking blonde chick, big bangs. And she's all like, Stuart, you gotta fucking, you gotta stop this and blah, 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 you know, and I'm on your side. And they, of course, fall in fucking love and all this other bullshit that happens. But I, at times, the story is just like, there's there's way too many things like going on for such a low budget movie where I'm just like, what the fuck? What the fuck is happening right now in this story? Well, well like the bad witch like will randomly look in her crystal ball and go, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Like, okay that's what i'm saying the little chucky e. cheese creature like like over her shoulder oh dude i like uh, that puppet that puppet was great uh but that's what i'm saying like y- you have to dedicate yourself to watching this movie in order to like like you said you watched it a few times i you kind of have to to fucking fully digest this movie to like okay i think i'm getting the full picture now maybe a little bit because there's just a lot of bits and pieces that just pop up and in and out of this movie out of nowhere um but there is inside of all that mayhem a fucking hilarious really fun movie one of my absolute favorite things about this movie is this fucking neighbor character dude mr flop check oh my god i fucking love mr flop check he he made this movie for me when we first meet him he's like sitting on his porch with a shotgun looking for ufos he's on the the roof on the roof yeah looking for fucking ufos i'm like dude these ufos yeah these damn ufos that took my wife (laughs) from that point i was like yep this is the best so then like a little while later in the fucking movie he barges in on them like 
watching TV and he's like, I got to watch fucking naked mud wrestling. <laughs> the aliens yeah. are spying on me through my TV. But if I watch it over here, they're not going to find out about it. And I was like, I like that. This dude's the fucking man. Dude. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and like he, it's funny because I mean, spoiler alert, but like all the main characters live in this movie. Oh yeah. And that's very unlike you know the movies of especially a todd sheets produced movie or just something of this time like it's very light-hearted for what it is there's really no it's like gore a, right there's a banana uh, in the a, neck there, in one scene there's like a that like one <laughs> zombie thing that was like the skull that looked pretty good oh like yeah 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 when they go like into the hell area um no, I can't, because the guy gets uh, chainsawed in the gut. You don't see you anything. Don't see you don't see any of that. He gets put down, fucking yeah. Drop. This really is like a, I feel like, you know, they sort of had a an idea, and they were like, okay, we could just probably make this like an hour long and make it for like 500 bucks. And, oh, yeah, And they went sure. and did it, because it's all recycled music. It's all stuff that they used in other movies already. So... It seems like they just kind of gave uh, Matthew Jason Walsh, a.k.a. Eric Black, a shot. But at the same time, I was a little bit bummed that it was a lot of like recycled music because I went into it like thinking, you know, Matthew Jason Walsh, this is going to be like really fucking good music for this fucking mu- movie. And then like it really wasn't anything like new or original that he produced because like that dude went on to like make some of the best fucking horror music like that dude kills it. Completely underrated by the mainstream or unseen by the mainstream. Uh, I wonder what he would have did with a lot more money. Oh, maybe more than a Casio keyboard and like. That's what I was saying. Like, I feel like there's a a grandioso idea behind this movie that just wasn't like, you know, financially and like, you know, maybe their skill set really wasn't there for it to all come together maybe how the uh, original envision was because there is so like the story itself like i was saying is just kind of like complex for such a low budget film like a lot of times i feel like these movies kind of are they do themselves no favor going this this hard like they're they're kind of better off being like a, a nice simple gore you know filled it's just it looks good on low budget and stuff so trying to like produce this kind of like comedy that's very slapsticky and stuff it 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 works in a sense but it's a harder ask i think for audience to sit through yeah i think um a movie that you could kind of reference also that like it's similar to this but made with a little bit more money and that was vampires and other stereotypes very true yeah and although like, I feel like that one, like it definitely is a little bit, like you said, a little bit bigger of a budget for that movie. And you know, they, they kind of went a little bit, I think it further. looks a, a little better. Yeah. But it's another one where the idea is, I think grander than what they, they were able money. to produce. Yeah. They needed more money. Both of these, both of these movies needed more money. Cause I would have loved to That's have seen vampires and their stereotypes with like a million dollar budget. I think that no, would have, it would have fucking killed. It doesn't even have to be like, you know, oh, here's a 50 million blockbuster. Give them like a, like a fucking regular million dollar good horror film. That movie would have fucking crushed dude. Such a great concept. We should redo that one live. We should I'd redo that to. one on, yeah. uh, but we might get sued or whatever the hell happens. With I'll that talk shit. to him. And see what's up. All right. See if we have yeah, permission for him to. Maybe we can get like a one-time streaming rights or something from him. He's a really fucking awesome guy. So yeah, let, let's let's see what we could do with that one. 
Um, but the witching, you know, it's funny. Like a, a movie produced by Todd Sheets, edited by J.R. Buckwalter, written and directed by Matthew Jason Walsh. You would have expected this to be like pretty crazy, right? And you would think that you would be disappointed that it wasn't. But it just, for whatever reason, it has this whole like vibe to it that just makes it super lighthearted and it's like an incredibly fun watch. Yeah. Right? Like and, almost uh, to me, it, it's similar like how I feel when I watch Burglar from Hell, where it's just like so fucking ridiculous that it, it's it's fun. It's a fun watch to me. It's so not this scary or this anything. This movie it's, quality and as far as like, you know, almost it's it's similar to the movie Bad Magic in the way that it feels and looks, but I actually enjoyed this one, whereas Bad Magic was real tough for me. But I could Dude, see Ernie Kegstan, he's he's killing me, man. He wants to do it with us. I'll so. do it just to, just to appease him, but I, I'm not going to be friendly. It's not going to be it's not going to be fun. Uh, but I, I, for me, it's just like those but it's this kind of movie where it's like it's such a, a low budget movie where you, and you really have to dial into it and really watch it with your full your full heart to, to take it all in that it, you're either gonna really enjoy it or you're probably really gonna not like it and that's it, it's it's tough to like like oh that was okay you know with a movie like this like I, you think I, there's gonna be no halfway with this one i don't, don't i like don't really think don't? so no i really don't i i, I mean i'm you know i can't say no for sure but i i genuinely feel like this is a movie people are gonna be like this is really fucking cool i really really enjoy this it was fun or it's like why the fuck did i just waste my hour with that nonsense you know and i could see how like because this is a very elusive tape i you've yeah. I've had a lot of fucking, you know, rare, rare tapes. Uh, I've never owned a copy of this movie. And I'm honestly glad I never invested any of the big bucks that I saw it going for. Because as much as I do like it, it was one of those movies where I'm like, oh, all these people. the It's a, it's a video outlaw, I think it was, or something like that. So yeah, I, I would think, you know, this has to be fucking wild. You know, what kind of cool, fucked up, which movie am I about to buy? And I would have got in. I'd have been like oh you know fuck so watching it without that investment and that you know build up i think it helped me enjoy it a lot more than i probably would have if i had spent 300 dollars on the tape thinking it was going to be like a real video outlaw fucking movie yeah this this isn't goblin this isn't shrek yeah this isn't any of those fucking movies uh it's it's quite different and it's funny because this is one of the only I mean, Shrek, you can't find either like the stream unless you it's on YouTube and shit, but like no official streaming of a lot of these movies. And this is there's Amazon that has it for a dollar ninety nine. Absolutely. But it's not anywhere else to be found on any other streaming platforms. Maybe you could find it if you Googled it. Maybe. Wink, wink. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) But it's kind of weird that this one is like. Like lost the time. This movie, this and Shrek, they're they're just gone. And now, not Shrek, the fucking green monster guy. This is a Nazi <laughs> monster brought back. People by like, I just watched board. that yesterday. I don't know what you're talking about, bro. Yeah, yeah, was yeah. I just watch, I watched Puss in Boots not that long ago. Pretty, pretty good. First time I ever watched one of those movies. I think I think as you get older, you get a little bit softer. So like, you can watch a movie just for what it is, and it doesn't have to just be a horror movie. 
where like I only used to be able to watch horror movies and be like, yeah, I get it. I get what they were trying to do. Now I can watch like any movie. It's like, I get it. I get what they were trying to do. And uh, whatever that new Puss in Boots movie was, man, not bad. You know, I I have a hard time with, I'm, I'm a very genre specific person, dude. Like I could, I could probably watch Puss in Boots and be like, yeah, you know, I'm fucking stoned. I can get down with this. This is cool. <laughs> but you, you know, like, dude, really f- like sci-fi things, as you guys all know, it's hard for me, man. It's gotta, I, I gotta be really fucking dialed in to, to enjoy a science fiction thing. And That's action fantasy, movies, bro. action movies for me don't click, man. Like, I think that like these movies like John Wick and shit, fucking unwatchable, bro. I can't. Oh, I love it. I can't watch that shit, dude. It's so boring. Bro. I just can't watch like fake gunfighting for an hour. That's like the dumbest shit ever to me. And I'm sure people say that a lot about the stuff that I you're, watch and stuff. But you're like talking to a guy that loves the Fast and the Furious franchise. That so. is, I legitimately forgot about your true love for the Fast and the Furious. So that is a yeah, very man. valid point, dude. <laughs> but I don't know. There's just something about you know. And it's not it's not even all action movies, dude. Because there's certain ones, dude. Enemy at the Gates. That movie is probably one of the coolest fucking movies of all time. And it's about like Russian fucking snipers in World War II. I could watch shit like that all fucking day. History based, like cool fucking sniper stuff. Like I could I get down with that, man. But like Die Hard. I don't give a fuck about Die Hard. What are we watching this for? This is stupid. Bro, you like, like action movies? You like Deadbeat at Dawn? Get out of here. That's a difference, dude. That's you can't. That's that is I high octane, low budget, shot on video or you know, C level, C level fucking action movies are fun. They're they're just hilarious in what they are. You know, I think that's a different story. But these like big like universally loved action movies and shit, dude. I've never, dude. I I honestly, I don't think I've ever watched. Uh, comic book movie start to finish not one really i even blade oh, dude i've never seen blade can we cover a blade movie one day we're probably like gonna have to one? now that i said that we're probably gonna we'll do the first one it's really good man i'm telling you it's a good movie there's it, a reason why people make fun of it i'm sure because it's one of those it's one of those things where it's like enjoyable but like yeah like comic book movies i have zero interest in seeing anything marvel dc that shit is like that's like anti-fucking boner city, dude. That's like the worst <laughs> shit ever for me. I have no interest in it. Who touched you dressed as Superman? Everybody. Everybody at the fucking Six Flags. It was fucking horrible. <laughs> it's like me and my dad got beat up when no, I was little at Six, six flags, flags on the Batman ride. <laughs> It'll never be the same. Um, but, you know, we keep going back to how this movie isn't necessarily like a horror movie done by these people and it's really hard to think of other movies that are like that done by people you know like who has completely done a movie that's you know i mean like bigger directors have and stuff but i mean as far as like low budget like i've never seen you know Tim Ritter attempt a fucking romantic comedy. Well, or exactly. well, look, like I guess like the Polonia brothers did like how to slay a vampire. Like that's kind of like a 180 from their normal shit. Like Is they're it though? usually ra- they're usually rather serious with their movies mm. and like at least the intent was serious. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah, like, yeah. 
Uh, but I think I mean, they always had a sense of humor too. about themselves enough to, you know, skew that way where even some of their serious stuff was goofy enough to be like, this is kind of funny. Well, then let me put it like this, that something like vampire, uh, how to slay a vampire, like it's 100% like not a graphic gore there's no gore in it. There's no, you know what I mean? Like it's oh, purely it's satire. Like based it's a hundred percent a dark, you know, satirical comedy. And I love like, it. That's it's not amazing. A, it's I, the best. I movie feel like ever. a lot of <laughs> a lot of those dudes like don't want to do shit like that. Like they only want to make Fulci ripoffs. You yeah, know? and, I, and, I, I, and Fulci made a ton of different movies. He didn't just do horror. He did a ton of shit. And this would like you know specifically like Todd Sheets for me is a surprising one to see him do something that was more comedy based because a lot of his stuff is very. You know, on more but of the only, brutal side of he things. He produced it, though. He didn't actually, like... Still, I mean... Uh, produced... I mean, I also take understanding that, like, a producer on a fucking shot-on-video movie doesn't really That's fucking what I do know. That's what I want to know. What does a producer on a shot-on-video movie do? He's like, here's 500 bucks. Make that movie. This was shot in Kansas City, so it probably means that, like, they just stayed at his house while they did it. Yeah. Or they you shot got, it at his house. You could crash here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I forgot to mention another great character in this fucking movie was the pizza lady. She was probably my favorite, dude. Oh, yeah. She like delivers the, pizza, flashes her tits, and then pulls out a gun. I was like, this fucking like a top, chick. It's like a topless pizza delivery place. She fucking gets you it, dude. Touch him and you die. <laughs> she ends up having a fucking gun. Pretty and, cool. Uh, I and like dude, that. It's, it's so weird, too, because like the fucking Morris, the fucking dumbass friend, turns into a frog and shit at one point. It's cursed so weird this movie is I fucking like wild they do like they do a transformation that they don't cut away from where he turns from morris into the frog morris and it's pretty good for a shot on video piece of shit movie it's okay it's not bad they did for a, one, for they a movie went for like it. this it's pretty i don't think me and you could do that no no if no we tried right now and they and were like doing it in camera i like how he had to be like the fucking the, the pizza lady had to fucking kiss him to turn him back and shit very cliche <clears throat> it's it, it's a goofy fucking movie like go into this about to have fun like you know drink some beers fucking smoke it up have fun with this movie because you're gonna need it. it it's a fucking retarded ridiculous movie <laughs> i agree this is definitely better if you watch it with a bunch of people oh yeah, um yeah. It, it i'm surprised that we haven't seen this at vhs fest yet um this oh, i'm is a, sure it will be yeah i'm sure they're running out of ideas now for uh like popular hot tapes so they got to start resorting to the shit that i want um yeah this this movie is like it's not a horror movie it's not scary there's no fucking gore in it really um complete departure from what you would expect from this distribution uh company but man it's fucking good this is like a must watch I'm not gonna say it's a hall of famer it's not hall of fame worthy but it's definitely a, honorable, it's, honorable it's, it's, mention. A, it's an honorable mention. It's a good time. It's uh it's not a it's not a, I'm gonna pay a few hundred dollars to own this movie type of movie for all you hardcores out there. But sleep, I will trade you something for it. Sleep on it. I'm telling you, sleep on it. I will I will trade you something. There you for go. It. So if you already know it's a snoozer and you want to get rid of it, uh, you got to buy it right there. <laughs> <laughs> so, Grizz, I think it's time that we hit the road and we head to the wide world of metal. Yes, yes, yes. That's right. And we are going to be hopping on that road, hopping in a little fucking little boat skis, cruising all the way across the Atlantic Ocean, right? We're going to hop on another fucking car, cruise into Dortmund, Germany, 
to fucking talk about the one and only fucking Vulture. This band is so fucking sick, dude. Uh, they have been around since 2015. We are going to be talking about their uh, 2020 uh, one release, Dealing Death. This fucking album rules, man. I sent this to you and you're like, oh, I'm surprised. I'm surprised you'd like something like this. Yeah. Um, I was really surprised. Pretty big departure from sort of from what we've been covering uh, rather recently. This one is very, very much made by people that love King Diamond. Oh, and I said it's a King Diamond worship band for sure. Yeah. There's parts that are very, very King Diamond. There's parts that are very King Diamond. And then there's shit that's just randomly like mid-80s thrash metal, which is uh, pretty awesome because yeah. the, the production is really good on this. So it sounds like fucking super powerful. That's the one thing that I was I was going to say, too, is that the production just makes everything sound uh, sounds so fucking great on this album. Like actually hearing all that stuff come together and everything. Um, and I was talking to another buddy of ours, EK, about it. And he was like, dude, it's like. It's like uh, uh, listening to like Judas Priest with fucking King Diamond singing in certain parts, and I'm like, <laughs> no, like it, it really fucking is. Uh, but I, I, I'm like, I'm not crazy into thrash all the time. It's not really my fucking my go to thing. Um, but I love King Diamond, and I definitely gravitate towards this because of like the King Diamond influence. It's a lot about like evil concepts. Um, it's not it's not pussy thrash. I guess is the the thing I want to say. There's so much thrash out there that I just consider like, like, dude, like talk about like the big four. I know I'm going to get a lot of hate for this. People in this podcast love some of the bands in the big four. <laughs> um, you know, everybody, you know, I legitimately cannot listen to a single band in the big four and enjoy myself. I fucking hate that music. To me, that kind of metal is so fucking lame, outdated, and just like, what the fuck are we doing right and i i get the influence they've had on other bands that i like and all that other bullshit i'm a fucking poser for saying that big four fucking suck okay i would rather listen to a band like vulture than fucking anthrax any fucking day of the week dude because this has balls this has evil fucking intent and an evil fucking sound it's how metal should sound if you're a metal fan you will fucking like this album i don't care if what kind of metal you like this is good fucking heavy metal. Hey, who the fuck even is the big four? Metallica, Megadeth, Slayer, and Anthrax? Anthrax yeah. It's not Exodus? No. It's Anthrax. Exodus, Exodus never made it because they only had one good album. Yeah. And fucking Kirk left. <laughs> they were like, all right, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny because you said, you were like, dude, this sounds like if, if, if like King Diamond sang for Exodus. And I was the like, first song, yeah, well, the first real song, not like the interlude that starts it, but like the first song, it's very like Exodus, like guitar tone, song. that fucking big, like fucking bend on the fucking whammy bar coming in. And I was like, dude, <laughs> well, yeah, this is it right here. And, and like, dude, this is an album that you can just put on and front to back track after track. It's all fucking good. Like there's so much good songwriting in this album where you're not like, Oh, this one's a little bit of a sleeper. This is all right. You know, like, nah, this is a, f this part is a fucking yeah. banger. This and next song, oh, this is cool. It's a fucking banger every fucking time. <laughs> and this isn't like, uh, it's, we're not saying it sounds like Merciful Fate either. It doesn't sound like Merciful Fate. It no. sounds like legit King Diamond. Yeah. Like them King Diamond. I mean, obviously the guitar playing is 
one notch down. You yeah, think a little notch down? Yeah. Just one. Just yeah. one. But it's great that, guitar dudes, playing. Yeah, these dudes rule. Like they shred. They fucking. You know the riffs are sick. Very fucking late '80s, early '90s type shit. Guitar um, tone is on point. Just screaming oh, fucking yeah. guitars, dude. Dude's voice is awesome. Super strong. Um, it's slightly different than King Diamonds. Not in a bad way. It's just a slightly different. They just both are able to get to the falsetto where it's like he makes it his operatic. own. You yeah. know, I think if he went like too, if he leaned too much into trying to sound like King, it would then just be too much of just like, all right, and we're a rip off. Yeah, we're just we're a fucking, you know, we're a parody band or whatever at that point. Whereas this, like, this is like, okay, these dudes love King Diamond, but they got their own fucking sound, and they really are using that, you know, that love yeah. to really put it in to fucking something awesome here. And like, dude, like my favorite track on this, uh, Below the Mausoleum, I, I fucking love this song so much. I've listened to it probably 10 times today. And it's it's just got like great fucking vocal harmonies, like those classic metal vocal harmonies where all like the guitar players and bass players are like doing a sick background thing. And then the fucking vocalist comes in and does his thing. And it's like, and I'm like, fuck yeah, this thing. Dude, I get so goddamn pumped on these songs because like, the riffs are just like they're like just hypnotizing riffs man like those metal riffs where you hear them where you're just like it just zones you the fuck in you're like oh this is all i can fucking think about right now is how good this riff is like i don't know if that happens to other people but when i hear like a really nasty fucking riff that i'm just like you're in, in love with dude i'm just i'm all i can fucking think about is how good that riff is that's so funny yeah you know like there's that one song the gorgon that's my that second I favorite thought, that's my second that, that that's my favorite because it sounds like a king diamond song like yeah. to me like the like the interlude and the break and stuff that's in the mid like that's it's a hundred percent a king diamond song and i love it because it sounds like there's parts that kind of sound like the family ghost and shit in it and it's like they did it they did it well enough where they made it their own and it doesn't sound like they just ripped off riffs but like they did the thing where they do that like galloping type uh rhythm you know what I mean? Where like the guy will be doing a solo and there's that like It's all classic I mean cliche if you will like heavy metal fucking guitar parts but like you just said they're all done in in a little bit of a unique way more modern. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. It's a very modern take on a classic fucking sound. And this is heavy metal. Like that's what you would say this is. Exactly. This is heavy metal. Heavy metal with like thrash elements in it. Yeah. Like, but front to back, heavy fucking. That's why I was trying to say, like, if you're just a fan of heavy music, if you get into black metal, if you get into fucking death metal, if you're a Viking metal fan and shit like that, there's stuff in this Vulture album that you're going to be like, fuck yes. This is fucking awesome, dude. This is cool as fuck. I cannot, I cannot, I don't even care if you're a fucking hardcore kid. Put this fucking album on because the guitar parts will will suck you into your little hardcore souls. I promise you. And also, um, the artwork on all their albums is so fucking good, awesome. It's oh just, my god, dude! If you think that's Guillotine, fucking good, that was good. Oh my god, what's this one? Ghastly Waves and Battered Graves. That's an awesome one too. Holy shit, dude! The Guillotine album fucking rules. That's the first album I've heard of this band. Was was the Guillotine? There's such good tracks on that. Um, wow, they've really come into their own with Deal and Death. 
I know they're probably going to be putting out another full length. I imagine either this year or early next year because they just dropped a single um, for last year, and that was late last year. So fingers crossed, I got something in the books, man. Um, if you want to talk about like, not only does this band sound fucking legit, the album artwork is legit. Go watch one of their music videos because this band is the fucking real deal, dude. All these motherfuckers looked apart. They got the fucking, the log hairs growing with the fucking cool metal mustaches. Even the fucking ball guys got big metal sideburns and shit, dude. It, it looks, and the, the videos are fucking badass. A giant pendulum swinging with fucking naked bitches and chains and shit. It just, it just screams every... I told my buddy, I was like, man, this band makes me so fucking jealous that I'm not a part of it. It's one of those bands where you're just like, fuck, this is done so well. Why the fuck couldn't I ever be a part of something that was done this appropriate and like did Maybe justice like this? Maybe one. I'm sorry. As you're talking, I'm like going through all the fucking like uh, the bands that are like sounds like or like related artists, similar artists. And I'm adding the, all the albums. Dude, I'm just looking. I'm like, oh, let's check this out later. Let's check this out later. I had their radio on today at the gym. I had a bunch of stuff cruising through that, that you know, sounds like for this band. There is some really cool shit out there right now in this like quote unquote speed metal, you know, catalog of music. But yeah. Dude, I do that because from the shit that I heard today, I was very impressed. I, I, yeah, although I will was. say, so far, Vulture does it the most where it doesn't come off as corny. Because you can do this kind of music and it'll come off real fucking corny, real easy. Like there's a real yeah. thin line of being no, this true. Is, this is legit. Yeah, this is true fucking heavy metal. This isn't like, oh, Same we're trying to be heavy metal. Like, these dudes live this shit. I can promise you that. Yeah, I agree. So definitely check this one out. It's on iTunes. It's yes. on Spotify. Spotify. It's probably yeah. on YouTube, too. Yeah, they got uh, all the music, uh, music videos Vulture. around there. Dealing Death yeah, video is cool as fuck, man. Look that I'm gonna one watch. Up. I'm going to watch those after this. You're going to love uh, it, dude, so, I promise. Really? So, Grizz, that just about wraps it up for today, man. Where can they find you on the internet? You can find me on Instagram at Kane underscore enabler. And you can find me at Bad Taste Video, and you can find everything we do at www.badtastevideo.com. Please follow, subscribe, whatever, to our fucking Twitch page, twitch.tv slash badtastevideo. We'll be going live next week. Grizz, what are we going to be watching next week for uh, our live thing? Uh, we are going to be watching the, uh, what is it, the, um, that, the Todd Sheets movie, man, The Moon, I think it's called. Oh, Moonchild. Moonchild, yeah. That's that's the one I'm dialing up for, for next week for everybody. You know, I, we watched the Todd Sheets movie this week, and it didn't it didn't fulfill the bloodlust that I was hoping for. I've never seen Moonchild, so I it's a first time watch for me. I'm hoping it's gonna be like fucking goblin, that's for sure. That's that's you know, I'm taking the gamble on it as well. It's gonna be a first time watch for your boy also. And I'm hoping I'm hoping Mr. Sheets can uh, fulfill his obligations that we all know he uh, he is known yes, for. Yes, so. yes, yes. So next week, 9 o'clock Eastern Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, twitch.tv slash video. Come join us as we'll be talking about Moonchild, not that other movie that you'll see once in a while with the same name but a different cover. This is a Todd Sheets werewolf film. One oh, of the yeah, genres that, that does I have absolutely this. fucking love. <laughs> I love werewolf. I forgot that other movie does exist with the, the yeah, same yeah. fucking Moonchild, name. yeah. Fuck that movie. We're doing the Todd Sheets yeah, one. Fuck that. Todd Sheets, baby. Goblin for Goblin these nuts. It's on Tubi so if Grizz. you want to watch it. So Oh, there we go. Yeah. Preemptive uh, uh what? Uh 
preemptive watch for our viewers. Yes. We'll probably watch it three or four times ahead of time. We'll have clips. We'll talk shit about it if it's not what we think it is, but it's going to be a good time regardless. And also post-WrestleMania talk. Oh, yeah. We're going to get into it. Very good. We will see you guys next week with Moonchild.